This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A point and a clean sheet would have been looked at as positives for Nigel Clough last weekend as the Stags drew 0-0 with Oldham Athletic, but two further injuries left the Stags boss scratching his head and heading to Amazon to order a truckload of bubble wrap. The Stags were already playing with square pegs in round holes when at half-time, striker turned defender Ollie Hawkins had to go off with an injury. That added to Clough's worries as in the opening 10 minutes against Oldham, best midfielder George Maris had to go off with a nasty-looking injury. Can the Stags put out an 11 on Saturday as they head to Northampton where they'll face an old face? Play the music, Nathan. Nigel Clough will be boosted though by the return of suspended defender Farron Rawson and on loan centre-half Will Forrester who last weekend made his first appearance at the Wonkor Stadium albeit sitting on the bench. But with a truckload of bubble wrap at his disposal probably and an attitude of hard work and endeavours can the Stags continue to improve as they head for Northampton on Saturday and then in midweek where they'll be further boosted by the return of Stephen Quinn and Tyree Sinclair take on a Port Vale side who are improving week by week. We'll talk about that and a lot, lot more over the next 45 minutes or so right here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Get involved now and have your say on your team. Why? Because even when we have square pegs in round holes, Mansfield always matters. Very good evening, everybody. Hope that you're all doing well. 
on this uh, Thursday evening. Apologies that we've not been with you for a couple of weeks. It's been a bit of a nightmare over the last week or so with uh, work commitments and what have you. But we are here uh, tonight. However, um, this evening, um, it is a very, very uh, um, reduced panel. We've got more absentees and more excuses than Nigel Clough has players available uh, for Saturday's game at Northampton. The one man who uh, hasn't shirked his podcast responsibility, though, is the man with the worst internet connection in Mansfield. It's Nathan Edge. Good evening, Mr Edge. How are we? Evening. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to continue the trend. You know, we're we're missing podcasters like we're missing players and the the one turn up, we can't guarantee a good show either. So we'll see how this one goes. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> we uh, certainly well. Sorry, I was taking a sip of tea then out of my Mansfield Matters oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there tonight. I'm not going to go there. Uh, I should also let uh, listeners and viewers uh, know uh, this evening, if you're watching on the live feed, uh, it may not be as strong as connection uh, than what it uh, usually has been. I've changed internet providers in the last uh, week or so since uh, uh, since we, we lasted a podcast. So it's the first time I've really had to to test it out. And it's not uh, the signals aren't coming up as strong as, as what they were but we'll certainly look at those over the uh, the next week or so before the next show uh, Nathan just has dodgy internet anyway but uh, uh, but there you go we'll persevere though Nathan like Nigel Clough has persevered with uh, everything on the pitch we want you guys at home to get involved as well and have your say on your team help us out uh, by sharing uh, your your comments um, but like I said Nathan we will persevere and, and get through it because that's the Mansfield Town way at the moment isn't it well, there's, there's no choice, is there? Let's be honest. Um, there's uh, a bit of, bit of, well, a bit, a lot of frustration, uh, you know, in, in the air at the moment, and um, you know, it's some of it's self-inflicted, but a lot of it is bad fortune, isn't it? Really, I, I, I do agree with what was said post-match. You know, I don't, I can't really remember a time, certainly at this club, where we've had so many players out injured at one point. So. We are right in amongst it at the minute, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly are. And it was made a little bit worse on Saturday with with what happened. And I know there was a lot of frustration after the game. And to be honest, you know, we had tickets for something on Sunday, which for the first time I was actually uh, almost pleased about because I felt that if we'd have gone live sort of Sunday, which we usually would, and we will be back this Sunday, even though I'm at work at 5am on Sunday morning, uh, we'll still be live on Sunday because we're committed to the cause. Um, I felt that if we'd have been live after the last game, after the Oldham game on Sunday, then it could have been um, just an absolute rant central. There was post-calling for the manager's head and it was a really difficult one to gauge and still is, you know, a couple of days on, you know, a few days before the next game, what with injuries and suspensions, we just seem to, it feels like at some point, Nath, that Nigel Clough has walked underneath a ladder um, crossed paths with a black cat and smashed a mirror all at the same time. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, 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 we're not getting the look, are we, at the moment? So, and, and and it's not just an excuse to defend the manager. I, you know, you can the, the, until we start winning games. Unfortunately, those shouts for uh, you know for, for change of management and and so on, they're, they're going to be there from a proportion of the mm. uh, you know of supporters, and you know they are entitled to their opinion and. and that's how they, they, they see things. But for, from my point of view, um, as frustrating as it is at the moment, we are still, you know, we're just in, you know, about halfway through October, uh, still very early in the season. And, and we are 
hopefully touch board, this is probably going to be the the toughest it's going to be for us, you know, selection wise, trying to find fit players and and so on. Um, yes, we could have done better in recruitment and and had a bit more depth in there. But when you look at the caliber of players we're missing, you know that so many of them are first teamers, and the way it's not just affected who we put on the pitch, but it's also moving around players that were, you know, Ollie Hawkey, for example, who was arguably being our best defender, but that means you're taking someone out of attack. So we're not having luck in that department. And I personally think that club should be judged on when we've got a few of these players back. If we're not getting results then, then then I think rightly the pressure, you know, probably will be there a little bit more. But at the moment, I think it's very, very harsh to call for his head when we've got such injury issues. You can't, you know, you can only do what you can with the players to your disposal and there's not many to choose from at the moment. Let's dive straight in with uh, the fan questions, the viewer questions. As always, get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. Uh, TJ has kicked us off tonight and asks, do you think if the Radfords were still in the country at the Club Daily, things would change? Personally, for me, Nate, I don't think it would because it doesn't matter where they're located. They could be living at the one course Stadium. They could convert the Bishop Street into a luxury apartment if they wanted to. Nigel Clough would still have these injuries and still have these sus- yeah. suspensions to, to contend with. Yes, they might have been a little bit more of a, a scrutinising eye on the recruitment um, in the summer, but I don't think where we are now can, can be attributed to that whatsoever for me. No, I mean, and, and David Sharp was brought in to to bridge that gap. And, you know, when he did come in, everybody was, was praising that decision. It was all saying it made sense. Obviously, the Radfords, are, uh, you, know, you know, live out in Portugal. They come over every now and then. But that's, that's you know, up, up to them. That's their decision. And, you know, they're not the on, only, uh, you know, chairman and chairwoman in the Football League to, you know, to not be at the club 24-7. That's just how some football clubs work. And that's why you have... CEOs and you know and, and directors at you know at clubs to take over that more day to day running the business. So you know running the football club. So that that's for me that's fine. I think they've addressed that that issue. Uh, you know a couple of seasons ago, which I think was a still I believe is a, right, a step in the right direction. Um, you know I, I just think at the moment it's it's a lot of bad bad luck, and you don't want to sit here and talk about bad luck. Cause it's it just sounds like a proper cop out excuse, doesn't it? But uh, you know, I, that's a frustration that we're in that situation. Yes, some of it's self-inflicted and that, you know, the players and management have to take a look at themselves for that. But um, I don't think it lies, you know, I don't think it much would have changed if the Radfords were here, uh, you know, every day. Like you say, maybe recruitment, we may have done a, performed a little bit better, but that's not necessarily a failure at them. It's a failure at the ones that were in to do that, you know, recruitment job. Well, it's an interesting one because I got a perspective of two ex-Mansfield Town assistant managers over the last week or so, one of which I now work with on a day-to-day basis, who was there in the conference days before John and Carolyn sort of came in and was sort of saying, you know, when you've got a set amount of squad of players who can play a certain way, when you take one or two of those players out of there through injury, through suspension, it really does... Um, rock the boat. Another who I will name um, is uh, is Ben Futcher, who I happened to bump in at, into at St George's Park yesterday. Um, he now works for the FA, sort of helping with uh, uh, helping coaches to, to get their A license. And we were having a good chat. He um, remembered me, and we were having a good chat for uh, 10, 15 minutes. And he was saying that 
even the best managers in the world it can't um, gauge and, and can't plan for the look which Mansfield have had. His first question was was what's going off because he's not been in, actively involved in it. He's not sort of seen it day to day. He said, what's going off? And as soon as I said, we've got about 14 players out injured and suspended. And he went, there's your problem. You can cope with one or two, but when that start, then that when that domino effect happens, it's really difficult from a, a dressing room perspective to keep the players ticking over because, you know, players won't go in at full pelt because they will be scared of picking up a knock. They will be scared of picking up a suspension. And, you know, when you're getting the opportunity to play, the last thing you want to do is is do that. So I guess there is that little bit in there, Nath, of, um, at the moment with the players that we've got, considering that we've got literally nobody else to come in, there is a bit of a hesitance about us. And I think you're seeing that in the way we're, we're going forward. We're happy to defend and to try and keep a clean sheet because it's a true fact that if you keep a clean sheet, you've got a point. Yeah, I mean that's one of the big positives we can take out of the last you know f- uh, few games. We've we've managed to stop the the you know the conceding all the goals. We were conceding three and you know for for, for fun really uh, at one point. So we've 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 tightened up back there. You know it's not been as certainly nowhere been nowhere near as exciting to watch. And some games have been dire, but you know we've we could have been sitting here uh, looking at the last, last four games if it, if it wasn't for that penalty which wasn't a penalty against Barrow would have been saying three three clean sheets yeah. out of four which which isn't bad when you look at our circumstances so you know there's, there's there are positives there to 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 grasp that and I think we, we should do that when you when you're in you know when, when you're down and out you've got to look at those positives when they're there uh, to, to try and uh you know start, have something to build from but um you know, you, it does is going to have an effect on the dressing room having so many players out, and it's not just on a match day. You know, it's not just those players that do go out onto the pitch, um, and you know, for their worries about that, you know, they know they're going to be missing their star, you know, some of their star players, so they've got to that to sort of psychologically deal with. Um, like I say, they maybe have a bit more caution about them to not pick up any more injuries, although that didn't necessarily work for us on Saturday. <laughs> um, but. I think it's got the aspect that it'll have a big impact on training as well because when you've got good players missing, um, yes, I know obviously the suspended ones are still involved with training, but you've got the injured ones that, that obviously can't. It does lower the quality of training, so and that's again going to have a knock-on effect into the into the league fixtures. Yeah, and it doesn't just you know lower the quality of this training, like you say, it impacts on what you can do in training because if you've not got the numbers available to be able to look at, um, you know, practicing set pieces, practicing counter-attacking play, you are limited in in what you you can do. You are limited in, in where you can go, and you are literally just trying to uh, trying to get through. Yes, you know, if you look at the players that we we've, we've had out and that we've had missing, um. You know, there's only actually three of which who have been suspended, which which was Farron Rawson, who was one game and he's back available, thank goodness, um, for Saturday. I never thought I'd be saying that. Um, Steve, <laughs> Stephen Quinn, who seems to be have been out longer than um, longer than anything, and obviously uh, young Tyree Sinclair. But like you say, those three can have trained and will have trained. So only match days where they're not available. But the other ten, and it is literally double figures, um, who aren't, you know, who aren't available on match day also aren't available for training so it does have a, a huge huge um effect uh, tj adds to his comment early he says i feel the domino effect happened after perchy i can't remember the stags the last time the stags had such bad luck um yeah absolutely uh probably when um 
a certain face that we um, are going to see on Saturday um, had that goal ruled out for offside. I'm not going to mention his name because uh, I don't want to play the clip yet because we will play that later because that's <laughs> definitely happening on tonight's show. Uh, Paul says, or Paul asks, um, uh, does a fully fit squad see us in the top six? Now, this is an interesting question, Nate, because um, if you look at when the domino effect started to happen, and I think, you know, TJ's right, pretty much after the perch injury and maybe sort of, you know, Colchester, the game after, I think, I wouldn't say top six, but I'd certainly say if we had the consistency there of having consistency there of having those players available, I'd certainly say, um, given momentum, we'd be a top 10 side. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'd, I'd I'd say top half, and I'd be you know pretty 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 comfortable mm-hmm. with with that, uh, you know, with, with saying that. So it's hard to judge because obviously you you basically the only way you can even give a, a a slight opinion on that is judging it on the first sort of three games, isn't it? And yeah, when we when we played uh, you know Newport, Bristol Rovers, and Colchester in there, uh, games that we played, you know, pretty pretty well. Uh, um, you know, we you could argue we was lucky against Bristol Rovers getting that sort of last minute penalty and they were missing a few players and same with Newport and so on. But we, put, we played okay. You could see what we were trying to build then. But then there were games after we actually played better footballing wise and um, in in our style of play, but didn't get any results. AKA you know Swindon away for example and a, and a yeah. couple of others. So it's, it's really really hard to to say because although we were. Playing, playing okay, we were shipping a lot of goals. Now, with, we're at the opposite end now. We're, we're not shipping goals, but we're not playing okay. So it's like we're... It's, I mean, it's... If you kind of say, where do you go from here? Well, getting key players back is a big thing. So I think if we can keep this bit of um, stability back there, then hopefully with the addition of maybe... I mean, for, for example, obviously we will come on to it in a bit more detail, Northampton, but with Rawson coming back in, is he going to put faith in Clark to stay right back? And then is he going to put Ollie Hawkins back up front, which then might actually give us a bit more threat going forward? Because that, that's then the next step, isn't it? If we can keep these clean sheets, like you said earlier, and get the point and, yeah. and, and not lose, it's then, right, next stage, how do we actually get the ball in the back of the net? Because we're not looking that dangerous at the moment. No, we're not. And I think that's a, a huge problem. You mentioned it there, um, Ollie Hawkins. We'll talk about it a little bit more. But what I'll say for now is it's no coincidence that since he's been at centre-back, we've we've not conceded a goal from open play. We've only conceded one and that was from a, a penalty. And uh, uh, I think he, he's key there, but we need need him going forward. But we'll touch upon that a little bit more later on. I want to uh, go to, to some more comments because I also want to talk about... Um, you know, the younger players that sort of have been knocking on the door um, recently, in particular, as you mentioned there, James Clark and Keaton Ward. Um, let's have a look at this comment from uh, from Paul. Do you guys also think that the FA should allow loan players to move to other clubs whilst the season is on? Yeah, now, of course, um, a few seasons ago, the rulings changed, didn't they? You know, the transfer window was there to bring in permanent transfers, but um, you could still loan players... Um, during the season itself on you know short-term deals whether it was a month or or three months or or whatever and you know there's a lot of criticism from the 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 bigger clubs that um, you know some clubs would just be bringing players in for the sake of bringing them in and they wouldn't get game time and, and things like that but I actually think that there should be an amendment to the ruling because at the moment 
the way it works is um, you can only sign players permanent or on loan during the transfer window. I think every single club should be given um, in the space between both windows. So between the end of um, August, when the, 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 the transfer window, summer transfer window closes and December the 31st, you should be given two um, loan spots which you can which you can get but on the condition that the player who comes in has to play x amount of games between when they start and when their loans up so let's say 10 percent of games so say for example that they come in um and we get a loan sign we miss the the transfer deadline day that's fine and then we use um for example let's let's use our own scenario so we um, signed two centre-halves on transfer deadline day. Great. Game after, Richard Narty gets injured and then plays the game after that whilst injured, which further injures him and puts him out for five or six weeks. So after he's done that, so two games after, we're in the middle of, what, uh, September now, we can then use one of those signing slots to go and sign another centre-half from another club. But if he comes in, he has to play at least... 10 or 20% of the games between the date he signed and January 31st. With me so far, Nath? Yeah, that's what you stopped, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. I know you did. Um, it's ba- I think that basically allows then yeah. the parent club who had so many um, reservations and, and, and um, grievances about just sending younger players out just to, just to train and, and not get game times, that assurance that they're going to play. But it also helps clubs in our situation because if you were allowed those two loan spots, we'd have definitely used them. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you could also just rather than the complication of having, um, you know, slots and so on. Maybe if you if your squad gets X amount of injuries, you know, it's quite easy to to, to prove. Um, then you then you're allowed to bring in you know, you're allowed an emergency loan goalkeeper. Um, you surely you should be a. I think in certain situations allowed an emergency outfield player as well, uh, depending on number of, of injuries. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, we, you know, we talk about it. It's probably not gonna gonna change unless the football clubs decide themselves that it's a problem. Um, you'd have thought at the moment, even when 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 COVID can still play a bit of an effect, they'd have kept something like that in place. But yeah, they, they obviously they obviously have their reasons to to take that. Uh, t- take that ruling out there, you know, to stop it from happening, which is, you know, unfortunately, to to our problem. And you know, people say, well, um, you know, let's go out and get some free agents, but there obviously isn't many options out there of those either, because uh, I'm pretty sure if they were, we'd have had them in the in the door by now, because um, you know, we're missing that many players, we'd we'd almost take anybody really, but um, that's they, they're obviously not there. I mean, I did ask Ben Futcher when I saw him at St. George's yesterday if he fancied uh, coming in on an emergency loan and, you know, signed as a free agent. But uh, his foot was in a boot. He's uh, out for a couple of weeks. So even even that option would have ended in an injury. He probably so. did. That's probably why he's got his injury. He probably came in for just to sign the contract and stubbed his toe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you step in, uh, the, you know, in, in NG18, you, you, you're basically injured. Yeah. Why are we trying to make that a thing, by the way? <laughs> I, I, I brought up to you, didn't I? I was like, why, why is it on random uh, full time and or pre match? It's like, uh, you know, full time at NG18. It's not that iconic, really. <sighs> not yet. Not yet. I mean, I live Maybe. in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. That's is that. Well, is that your defense of it trying to become iconic because you live there? 
Yeah, maybe that's why they're doing it. It makes sense. Uh, well, um, the, you know, famous fans and all that. Famous fans. Yeah, uh, no, Pedro's been in touch and says, all right, all, uh, been a while. Had a cracking midfield end of last season. Uh, decent uh, front end. Defence needed uh, needed something. Then injuries, etc., has stuffed us up for now. Two silly suspensions, though. Yeah, that's the, that's the difficult thing. I'd probably say... Um, maybe three silly suspensions in. Well, yeah, Ollie, Ollie Clark as well. Uh, not not too long ago, and that was not, so we had we had four really, haven't we? In the last yeah. few last few weeks where we were missing players. Um, yeah. So when when you add that into the mix, and then when you look at the midfield, the, the issue we've kind of got is you're missing probably the one of the most I'd probably say arguably the the most key player in Stephen Quinn, which is the most annoying thing. That one is the most self inflicted, isn't it? Of them all, and, and the longest ban. So that's the most frustrating bit. But then you've got other players, or you say probably the two sort of key players that you want to be most influential going forward in, in George Lapsley and um, Reese Oaks, who who aren't quite performing at the moment. So this 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 uh, you know there's there's a lot of reasons for our sort of you know bad form at the moment. But I just when I look at it, I don't think it's a permanent issue. I think it form will come for some of these players over the season that that will certainly happen and as we get players back from injury you'll see that that you know the quality improve as well like um you know that we have seen for, for glimpses over the season so far there will be a massive massive lift on tuesday night i mean we are getting towards light at the end of the tunnel now yes we had the horrible injury for for george maris we'll hear from him um in a couple of minutes time um we obviously have got Ollie Clark playing with a, a broken nose at minute or a reset nose playing in a bit of a mask, um, which, is, which is interesting, which means he can't really compete um, at, at the levels which we'd expect him to. We've got um, Ollie Hawkins, who's our best striker and best centre-back all-in-one, um, who missed 45 minutes of the game last week and didn't really train because of a back issue and won't have trained much this week either. But we have got Farron Rawson, Back from suspension, so that's one uh, one tick in the box. We've got Will Forrester, who seemed to be crocked forever, finally arrived. He'll have had a full week training under his belt um, this week, back in. So whilst we've potentially got two out for once, Nath, for for Saturday at least, you know those potential two out have been boosted by the fact it's been balanced by a potential two back in. Then you add on top of that that a couple of days later when we play Port Vale at home on Tuesday night, we're going to have another two back available because Tyree Sinclair back from his suspension three-game ban. And finally, um, Stephen Quinn's six-game ban uh, is up as well. And I honestly think you will see a massive, massive lift from us on Tuesday night, especially when uh, Stephen Quinn is back in the fold. Yeah, I mean, as for Saturday, I'd probably say it's more one and a quarter, you know, players back in um I, I i you know will forrester first of all we haven't seen what he can do yet but um he's, he's not gonna be match fit or even close to it by the sounds of it never mind um you know well, we might never be fit but never mind match fit so there's that to, to, to contend with and the fact that he's only just joined the squad so is he gonna have a bit of the richard Narty sort of first game jitters he didn't have a very good first game so to me, I'd, whether he'll be a massive boost, I'm not so sure. But at least it's a body that we can put on on the pitch if needed. Um, but for me, it'll be Tuesday night where we probably will see the most, um, you know, biggest impact. And that for me is probably just simply one man's presence because we saw it a little bit on uh, Tuesday night last week when we played Chef Wednesday in the uh, in that cover. Don't matter anymore because we're out. So um, you know, I think Quinn coming back in 
will be will, will be will be massive for us in that sort of midfield uh, area where we have gone a little bit missing of of, of late. Uh, Jay in the comments says, "You know it's bad recruitment when folk are hoping to see Rawson uh, back in the side." <laughs> uh, let's uh, don't, don't say Clive will be on this link. He'll, he'll, he'll jump in to find the corner. He'll be watching this back and he'll be absolutely fuming at this moment. He'll have spat his tea out at that. Um, whilst uh, we uh, we send that little message to Clive, let's hear from the man uh, who is tasked with uh, putting a team together uh, for Saturday. He put square pegs in uh, round holes um, on uh, Saturday against Oldham at the One Course Stadium. Will he have to do the same again? Um, as um, uh, will he will he have to do the same again on Saturday? You know what really helps, Nath? Turning your microphone up. That does help. <laughs> it's all going absolutely tits up tonight. So, right, I'm going to let people in behind the curtain here. What I've just been saying for two minutes whilst my microphone was faded down uh, was that uh, I can't play either of the Nigel Clough or George Murray's clips because I've not edited them properly um, because they're showing up as eight minutes and four minutes on my screen when they should be 90 seconds long. Um, so obviously they're the full interviews and I've not edited them properly. Well done, Craig. What a dickhead. Um, <laughs> and I also got to hold my hands up as well uh, that I actually forgot we were doing this podcast tonight. Um, <laughs> I was on my way um, home from work. Ser- I mean, seriously, this is this this is this is what happened. Um, so uh, we usually do this on a Sunday. We couldn't do it on Sunday because of uh, one reason or another. Um, then. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we, we I mean, that's not that's not entirely true. We have we have Sunday and a midweek one. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that, true. That doesn't count as an excuse. So we'll so cross we, that one off. Right. Next so one. We, Next. Right. So, right. So we we're going to do it on Wednesday last night, and then uh, Cam said he wasn't available, and then Clive said he wasn't available, and you weren't sure, and I wasn't sure what time I'd get back because Wednesday is a bit of a, uh, a a a dicky day for me. It's a really really an annoying one. Um, so we said, right, we'll do it on Thursday. And Cam said, yeah, I'm in, no problem, we can do that. I was driving home. Uh, I got to the traffic lights. It was an absolute standstill, as it always is, coming back uh, from, from Derby. So I had a little uh, cheeky look um, on my uh, on my watch where the, the chat came through. Um, a message from Cam, sorry, lads, can't do the podcast tonight. And then a message from you saying, uh, um, is it, is it seven, seven o'clock? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm thinking, is what still seven? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! I've got a new podcast. So there you go. And I thought I'd edited that audio as well. I'm really frustrated that I've not saved that audio. That's uh, that's bad for me. So uh, no Nigel Clough or, or George Maris tonight. But the the long and short of it was uh, Nigel Clough was saying we'll get through it and uh, hopefully we'll have some more players back. Shall we move on? Move swiftly on and look at look ahead to uh, the next couple of games. You know what? Also, I've not done, and this is—it's just come into my head, Nath. What also graphics, I've not done? No, uh... I've done gra- done graphics. Graphics, graphics is fine because that's a a two minute job. I've not collated the scores from last week's um, um, prediction game, and I've not updated the podcast prediction link. That's so... that's just because I put nil nil draw and I'm top of the league, isn't it? And if you've no, got someone else written down, no. you've obviously made a mistake. No, well, I definitely haven't because I've got it in front of me right here and I'll show it to the camera just to, just to prove it <laughs> now that you can see it. But um, yeah, you went for a 3-2 win last week. So none of us scored oh. any points, but I've still got no. to go through it and, and just check. But Oh, there you go. Right, come on. let's. I mean, let's, go on. out of the audio that we are missing, obviously we, we should probably say just in case anybody hasn't heard it. So the, the good news is that 
Um, you know, George Marcus doesn't look as serious as it as it as it did, didn't it? You know, I've never. I mean, that's the longest um, sort of stoppage. I mean, obviously, understandably so, but I think that's a game when I've physically been there. I can't imagine. I can't remember a, a stoppage as long as that. So, um, and obviously, with the the oxygen out of things like you, you do, you do, you are concerned. But um, to, to to think that he's, you know, he, not long after he was, uh, you know, up and up and talking and. Uh, you know, recovering relatively well, and so and they just said obviously at the moment now they are the physio is going to be doing his test to see you know, testing for concussion basically. So it's a doubt yeah. side, isn't it? But that's a a good result, really. So it did look like it. You know, at the time I thought that's first of all, you hope he's all right, but second, you think that's probably him done for the season as well. So you just yeah. you just never know. It was very, very concerning because you saw the doctor run straight on, the physio run straight on, on get the medical bag, get the stretcher. You you obviously can't see because he's got his back to us, the players. It's on the other side of the pitch, so you can't really uh, gauge a, a good idea of what's happening. But he has been speaking to the press this week. I was hoping to pay, play you a clip of it, but I can't because I'm an idiot. Um, but I can. What I can do is I can read um, a little bit of it. So uh, let's have a little look at what he said. I'm not going to try George Maris accent because he's a bit northern. I can't really do do that um he he, uh, he says uh he, he confirmed that he now only feels a little bit groggy he says uh, i'm all right it was a bit of a whack but i feel all right i'm a bit groggy uh we know that they uh, like to play out from the back so we were man for man i saw their center half go to play the ball i read it but i think clarky james clark had read it as well he's come the other way and it was a bit of a car crash from then on i kind of knew what was going to happen it was one of those things you can't really uh avoid uh, avoid. We were both going for the ball, so it was just one of those things. I remember hitting Clarkie, but then the next thing was seeing Tom Whittemore, the, the physio, uh, on the pitch. Um, he says, I've rested for a few days. Now I need to do some tests with Tom. This is on Tuesday. Uh, then we'll go from there. We'll see how it goes. If it settles down, then maybe there'll be a chance I'll play on Saturday. But I need to speak to Tom and see what uh, he says. And with those sorts of injuries, Nath, um, even though we know we have got injuries, racking up um quicker than uh, quicker than anything else quicker than um a certain former winger when he used to run down the wing um it was uh you know y- y- yeah you-, you can't risk it so for me he just goes on the list of those who who can't who can't play saturday yeah i'd, I'd be very 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 surprised if he if he was available for saturday so um yeah and so if I, I just really hope Hawkins is going to be available um and I think it might be um one of those where he's maybe asked to soldier on because with that we need him that much so um you know we'll see but fingers crossed it's the standard protocol that followed with, with Maris um and I think if I remember correctly it was 10 I don't remember when Sweeney got it last last year or the year before yeah like it was 10 days or something like that before able to return to um you know physical action so um whether he'd miss Port Vale or not as well possibly but hopefully it's you know not not too long out yeah uh certainly so we wish him all the best and he does say that uh you certainly hear hear the, the crowd roar and everything I'm just sort of trying to write down a list at the minute of uh players who we are missing um but Talking of, of players that were missing, talk, let's talk about those who can step in. And uh, this is where I perhaps thought that Nigel Clough uh, perhaps um, not necessarily bottled it on on Saturday, but uh, made a definitely made a wrong decision. Um, he when Maris went off, he brought Reese Oates on and changed this, the shape, and we'd started really, really well. And I felt we needed a midfielder in there, and one person who has been really, really doing well. 
for me. He certainly did well in the in the trophy game. Was Keaton Ward, and he did when he came on after about seventy five minutes. I, I was a little bit miffed, Nathan, as to why he didn't come on for Maris. Uh, you know, you know when Maris went down because we need we were certainly missing that in that midfield. Um, um, to be honest, I was I was quite happy to see Oates come on because at that stage of the game, um, we hadn't really done a lot going forward. So I, you know, I I felt that we had the players on the pitch to to drop in there, uh, without having to, um, you know, sacrifice too much. And by bringing on Oates, I did think, well, I did hope that it would bring more, you know, attacking threat. Uh, and it, it just it just didn't pan out that way. So in hindsight, yes, you could probably you could say. Keaton Ward had, had, you know, certainly earned the chance to go on and and play that position. But, um, I, you know, I'll admit, that's not. I didn't think that at the time. I I was quite happy to see how it's go on, go on, um, you know, for that reason because we weren't doing a lot going forward. So, um, but you know, Keaton Ward when he uh eventually did come on, did, you know, played played incredibly well. So, it's um, you know, he's he's won that. Yeah, I think now would have to be a serious contender for for Saturday. Let's talk um, another contender for Saturday and one man who I'll be very disappointed to see um, not start. Uh, And that is James Clark, who was voted fans man of the match. He would have undoubtedly got our man of the match as well had we done the Sunday sermon. Uh, Really showed his prospects. Yes, he's got the odd mistake in him. But what I really like about him is the attitude he has towards putting that right and 99.9% of the time when he does make a mistake he rectifies it yeah exactly it's, it's a young player and you'd like to think the more sort of football he plays you know more of those uh, mistakes would you know be be, be corrected obviously you've you got to get experience and you, when you when you're out there learning your trade you, you're going to make errors but you can't learn from them if you're if you're not out there doing them can you so um, you know, thankfully, anything he's done hasn't been hasn't been costly, which is not which is something you can't say for a lot of players in our uh, you know in our team this season. So, you know, I agree. He did. He you know a couple of mistakes. They did put those right, and I just think um, he's still our best option at right back when when Gordon's not there. I still think he does does and will do a better job than 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 you know throwing Hewitt out there. So. Um, I'd be disappointed if he's again not on the, the you know, starting lineup for for Saturday. Uh, Pedro says uh, on the Maris injury. Watched on telly. Got close up. Medical team at Ace took time in case of the neck neck injury and had to roll him onto the stretcher. Props to all of the team involved. Yeah, of course, a massive uh, well done to uh, uh, to all of the uh, the medical staff uh, involved in that one. Let's uh, switch our focus uh, then, Nathan, to the next two games because we've got a couple of games in quick succession. Uh, then, where we will have some players back. I'm just going to go through, and please feel free at the end of this to uh, give me names that I might have missed from that from this list of those who were injured. So, obviously, missing James Perch, long-term injury, Kel Gordon, uh, Ryan Sturk, uh, Richard Narty uh, through injury, Stephen Quinn and uh, Tyree Sinclair suspended. Uh, they're definite out. Uh, they're definite outs for uh, Saturday's game. Um, we're waiting on the fitness of Will Forrester, uh, Farron Rawson, Ollie Hawkins, and of course George Maris. I'm probably going to say that Maris will miss Saturday um, anyway. So if you look at that list, one, two, three, four, five, six, um, seven, uh, definitely out if you include Maris for Saturday. Uh, potentially eight with Hawkins. We'll see how he has. Hopefully, he plays one more game through it, and then once you've got Quinn. 
um, back in and uh, potentially, you know, given um, uh, given Forrester uh, another couple of days training, um, you can potentially afford to just put him on the bench for Tuesday night. But it's a long list of injuries. But uh, either way, we've got to get through it. And uh, we face a Northampton side who uh, have had an indifferent start to the season. Of course, relegated uh, last term uh, from League One, went up and came straight back down. Uh, change of manager, obviously, and uh, have uh, seemed to have been doing uh, all right uh, this season. And inevitably, Nath, um, it's going to see the return of Danny Rose. First and foremost, um, what do you expect the reaction to be to be your, to, towards our beloved uh, best anagram in football? <laughs> oh, Mr. Randy Wands. Mr. Randy um, Wands. I, I, I hope and anticipate it'll be it'll be a good reaction. Uh, you know, he, he spent some good uh, good seasons uh, with us, and uh, although at times he he was criticised, I don't think you could ever fault his his work rate and commitment for the, for the club. So. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of fans would would welcome him back into the team with you know arms right now. So uh, you know I I I hope for a good good reception and hopefully he's still a stag at heart. And if he gets a you know a chance near the near the end of the game to win it, hopefully he blasts it blasts it over the bar like he did for a few times for us as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, it it be it be nice to you know to to see him again. Um, and but hopefully he has a a, a stinker tomorrow. Tomorrow, I, on Saturday. I just hope that when he inevitably does pop up and score against us, he doesn't celebrate. Because I think yeah. that will, will kill it a little bit. But uh, I remember actually uh, seeing this a couple of days ago. I remember when we played Barry a few seasons back. Um, and he scored a, quite a freak goal, really. The goalkeeper sort of... Um, sort of dropped it and rolled it out and Rose was behind him, nipped in and, and scored or whatever. Uh, and he didn't celebrate then. And I can mm. never, I can't remember him actually when he scored against his former clubs celebrating. So hopefully he doesn't do that and remembers because he might have got some stick, but um, for me, he was always a good character and a good player. And I still say this now. Um, yes, we, we obviously got rid of him at the start of last season. I would have loved to have seen him under Nigel Clough, but you've got to move on. You've got to move on. Yeah. I think the, the the only I think the bits where he got the most stick was the whole um, Steve Evans turning his uh, turning his head a little bit and the transfer yeah. uh, request of things. That, yeah, I think it wasn't necessarily always on the field issues for him. It was, it was stuff off the field, which sometimes uh, uh, you know the, the influences that that cause those issues really. So yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm with you. Hopefully, he'll, he'll he'll get a good action, and I don't. I'd like to think he wouldn't celebrate if he does score, but. Uh, time will time will tell with that one, but um, but no, for well, it'll be so it'll still be good to to see what he what he what he is like these days if he's if he still got it or if he some people say if he ever had it, but you know you know what I mean. Hey, I tell you what though, mate, you know with our defensive crisis, he would have been a fucking handy asset to have, wouldn't he? I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, I swore then I forgot that we were what, what we were live. <laughs> Without doubt, we'd, uh, our two centre-back pairing would be Ollie Hawkins and Danny Rose, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's hey, sure. It'd be absolutely solid, mate. Absolutely solid. Um, quick podcast ruling. If he does score against us on Saturday, does that mean we're not allowed to play it anymore? Yeah, I think we'd have to... We'd have to that, that's got to be a thing, hasn't it? Yeah, so Rosie, don't score. It's, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't lose your Manchester Matters fame. Yeah, don't because everyone wants it after the name. It's a trigger. It, it's an absolute trigger. So um, <laughs> don't don't do it because you know me and Nathan both believe in. Superstition. 
Yeah, speaking of that, no oh, Nando's yeah. rematch. Thankfully, because you said the next round was on me. So um, after reading that message, I thought, or reading that post, I thought, oh, the silver lining of drawing nil nil. I suppose. Now, now this is an interesting one though, because uh, previous home games we'd lost. So um, <laughs> to bring some context to this, obviously, you know, we we are a little bit superstitious on this podcast. Um, we decided to have a bit of a Mansfield Matters uh, group meeting because you know we were all up in in town and. We were able to. We had a bit of time before the game. So we decided to go for uh, a pre-match Nando's and discussed a few things, some very exciting events uh, coming soon. So make sure you get on our website and join our mailing list um, to be involved and to get early news about them. Um, but we had a Nando's and then we ended up drawing the game. And, you know, we sort of said, you know, if, if we don't lose or we win, we've got to do it again. Now, we didn't win, but we also didn't lose and kept a clean sheet. So does that mean we've got to do it again? Or does that mean we've got to meet up again, but go to a different place, maybe go for a Costa Odeon or something? Well, I mean, by the end of the season, I feel like we're going to try every food establishment in uh, in Mansfield. But yeah, I mean, well, I suppose that's it's not a bad thing to do, isn't it? Is that is that until we lose then? I think so. Yeah, I think I think that's that's probably the 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 way we have to go, isn't it? <laughs> but obviously, obviously, Tuesday night home games don't count because midweeks it's a different pattern. Oh yeah, that's a completely different situation, isn't it? Uh, go on then, we we can give that a go. I'm sure we won't be doing it for long um, <laughs> in the current state. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, the problem is although we didn't lose, we can't say it was a. Um, a good outcome in the end, the fact that we end up missing yeah, two key players got injured. So it swings around to us. But yeah, yeah we'll, I mean, we'll try somewhere else. Maybe we'll do it once more just to see if Cam actually turns up on time. Yeah, that probably won't happen, but yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, moving swiftly on, uh, let's go through podcast predictions. We'll get the other guys' predictions um, as well um, on uh, on the group chat. If you want to play along with this, by the way, this is the, the game which Nathan is slagging off at every turn, but there you go, uh, where you can win yourselves one of these Mansfield Matters mugs. If you are the best um, podcast predictor during the month of uh, November, are we in now? No, October. October. Wishing, wishing the years away. If you are the best podcast predictor uh, in October, then you will win yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. Um, all you got to do is uh, go onto our little link, um, which we pop on our social media tomorrow and predict the outcome for the next two games. It's as simple as that. Put your name in, put the uh, what you think the score will be, and then you can add some goal scorers for a bonus point. I'm not going to delve into it because I do it every week and Nathan slags me off. Let's go straight in, though, uh, to the predictions for um, uh, for the next game away at uh, Northampton. Give me your, uh, your prediction. Uh, Nathan, what are you going to go with? I'm going to go for a scoreline like I feel seems to almost always happen at Northampton. I'm going to go for 1-1. Okay, draw one one and your uh your goal scorer. Jeez, um okay, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 the hardest question. That's harder than the result, I think. Um I'm gonna go for maybe it'll be a, a contentious penalty decision and it'll probably be Danny Johnson take a penalty. So I'm gonna say Danny Johnson. Okay, uh, I will extra go... Extra point if I get a penalty, if it's a penalty. No, no, that's not in the rules. <laughs> Stop trying to win extra points. Uh, I will go uh, with a sneaky 2-1 win. I think uh, we, we might do it uh, in the last minute. And I will also go for... Uh, Danny Rose's goal. 
yeah, for Danny Ray's own goal now. Um, for for Danny Johnson, and I will go for back in the side. Rawson header, it's bound to happen one of these oh, days. That isn't is, it? No, that is wishful thinking. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, and then, of course, uh, let's turn our attentions. Uh, we'll come to predictions in a second, but let's turn our attentions to Fort Vale because there is another man um, who is also very, very um, worthy of a play of the uh, the little tune. Although uh, my mouse is responding on my computer, so I can't play it right now. I've lost where my mouse is. Thanks. This is going really well today, isn't it, kids? Really, really well. Where's that gone? I, don't, I actually don't know where my mouse has gone. Lost it. Anyway, uh, and that is Sir Mal of Benningshire. Sir Mal Benning, um, of course, back at the One Course Stadium on Tuesday night with Port Vale, who have, despite a, a, a bit of a contentious start in the first couple of games, seem to have picked up over the last couple of games or so. Yeah. Um, be, again, it'd be another one where I expect a good reception for... For, for, for Mal, if he is playing, I think. There we go. He's, he's got his mouth back, back his mouth back working. All good. Um, yeah, I, I, if he plays, I mean, I've, I've been looking at the last few games at uh, uh, the team sheet support there, and I don't actually think he's been starting that many. So whether he's not, you know, not in favour or whether he's injured, I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to check that. But um, if he is there, again, I'd expect to... Good reception, even if it's just mm. for that. Uh, that 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 one goal to uh, put one of the final nails in the coffin at, down at those who shall not be named. So, um, yeah. But again, that'll be a, that'll be a tough game. But it's one of them now where I don't really know where to where to go with that game because sometimes for some reason we perform better against the teams up there than we do down the, with the teams down the bottom, and we've also got that added, added bonus that you know with the return of Stephen Quinn. Uh, who, which I think will, will boost the team. So that's going to be a really one, hard one to call. Yeah, well, you've got to call it. Here, here we go. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a 2 1 defeat. Oh, 2 1 <laughs> defeat. After everything I've just said. Go on, then who's yeah, scoring? 2 1 defeat. And the goal scorer will be George Lapsley. George Lapsley. I am going to go for a, uh, a 2 0 win. I think we're, we're going to bounce back. I think we'll get a win on Saturday against Northampton. And then with the return of Stephen Quinn, we will get a clean sheet. He will also be on the score sheet against Port Vale, uh, along with, uh, I'm going to back Reese Oates to get himself a, a goal. So, uh, yes, uh, we'll wait and see. If you want to play along with the game, um, the link will be on our social media. That's uh, at MTFC Matters on Facebook and Twitter. Um, uh, probably at some point tomorrow, which uh, which is Friday. Um, that's pretty much all we've got time for tonight. Apologies that it's a little, been a little bit ramshackle, but uh, appreciate you guys uh, getting involved uh, as always. Um, I guess, Nathan, the, the, the one good thing and one positive to end on is, you know, despite this horrible run we've been on in terms of not being able to pick up a victory, we have tightened things up at the back. All right, we've we've had to sacrifice a goal scorer in, in Ollie Hawkins, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you look at that list of players who were who were missing, um, and you've got players coming back in now. And honestly, I think when we speak at this time next week after these two games, we'll be in a much better position in terms of uh, where players are. Fingers crossed, touch wood, um, that we are in that position um, to. Uh, uh, to be speaking a little bit more positive, positively, because surely the 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 look must swing back at some point, right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, and if you, if 
if you turn your attention away from the players that, that aren't available, I mean, the ones that are, I'd like to think at, at some point, even if one of them hits a little bit of form, because, you know, we are in a bit of a lull in that aspect as well. You know, if you think George Lapsley can, can find his feet a little bit more, like we know he can, if, if Reese Oates can step up to the player that we think we know he can be, and same with, with Danny Johnson as well. If, if just, you know, they can up their performances by 5 or 10%, hopefully, uh, you know, these... These, imp- these slight improvements we've made defensively uh, over the last few weeks. Hopefully, if their their performances lift lift a little bit and we can do a bit more attacking wise, we can sneak a go a game one nil or or two one. So um, yeah, hopefully, you know, let's hope we've weathered the worst and things can improve. But let's also be realistic and know that we've got a tough battle ahead of us for the next few, next few games just to to get through with Russ as well. Absolutely. Uh, thanks very much for getting involved with the show tonight. I am prepared. I'm happy to hand this over uh, to Mr. Clough. Um, can you guess what I've got in my hand, Nate? Keep it clean. <laughs> no, not really. Well, what's the what have we been talking about? Can you hear I mean, it? Can you hear it? Sounds like bubble wrap. Is that, is that... It is I bubble mean, wrap. I didn't know if you're going to go down there. Of course, it's obviously probably been surrounded in a mug before. And I know where you normally go with these things, but I'm going to guess you're sticking with bubble ah, wrap. Well, time. you see, there's a very good reason why I've got this, mate, is because when we're sending the mugs out, they're wrapped in bubble there wrap. But I am happy <laughs> uh, to hand this over to Nigel Clough um, for Saturday's game to help us get through. Nate, thanks very much, as always, uh, for getting involved tonight. We will see you again on Sunday for the Sunday uh, sermon. And my thanks to you guys at home as well for getting involved in the show tonight. We know it's been a little bit uh, ramshackle, a little bit unplanned, but that is what makes Mansfield matters. Uh, Mansfield matters at the end of the day. We are all here for one common cause, and that is to follow the journey. And the journey will take us to Northampton on Saturday. The last time we were there, nobody could have predicted what would happen after that. Fingers crossed that Mansfield's curse ends and that we get back to winning ways. You can play along with the podcast predictions game. Make sure you check out our social media at MTFC Matters on Facebook and on Twitter. And join us for more reaction on Sunday with the Sunday Sermon as we have reaction from that Northampton game. Until then, stay safe, look after yourself, and if you want to support the podcast, mtfcmatters.co.uk is the place to go buy one of those lovely mugs. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you on Saturday. Sing loud, sing proud, and Cluffy, don't forget the bubble wrap. Are you fed up of having a packet of biscuits and not having anything to dunk them in? Get yourself to the kitchen, make a cup of tea and put that cup of tea in a mug. mtfcmatters.co.uk. Biscuits not provided. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.